all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. To my boo. Let's give a shout out to my boo. <laughs> overboard, isn't it? Right, that's really overboard, but that's my boo. Thank you for the introduction, my boo. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host for BOCRTW1964 Real Talk, Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the open mic. Welcome to an outside show. Yeah, man, I'm outside. I'm outside in my hometown, Ada Park, here in Chicago. Wow. Welcome to the show. This show is not going to... Okay, I got a series that's going on. First of all, I'm sorry. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to Real Talk. Welcome to Real Talk. All right. Hello, everyone. Let's get into this. I'm not going to even have, I don't even have a subject or topic. This is my no topic, topic, take. This is my no topic, topic, subject. If you feel or you follow what I'm saying, okay? I want to remind the ones that listen to my podcast or the newbies that's just tuning in. You just happen to run into my podcast, Body of Christ Real Talk. Uh, I got a series that's going on called Delusions and Distractions. I want everyone to really check out this series. This is a very important series that I think a lot of people need to hear. Basically, everybody, if you're not in the know, if you're dependent on certain news as the mainstream media and other outlets and even your local news, the things that I will be presenting to you and exposing and talking about, you won't get it from that outlet. You won't get it from those outlets, okay? So, uh, those were the newbies that, uh, you know, just tuning into my show. All right. I'm just talking today. This is one of my topics without a topic. I'm outside here in Ada Park. It's a beautiful day. It's about early 70s, probably about 73, 74. I don't know, something like that. I know it's it's in the early, mid-70s. It's a beautiful day. My kind of weather, I like to call this my San Diego, California weather. For the ones that uh, don't know, I lived in San Diego, California for approximately 11 years. I enjoyed that city very much. It was just too expensive for the kids. You know, so <laughs> I lived there 11 years. Okay. If you hear an airplane, if you hear my, which I call my praise team, long time no hear, my, my birds chirping and stuff like that. If you hear kids laughing, playing, and all that kind of jazz, it's because I am outside doing my talk podcast. I am outside. When I have a day off, and I don't have many days off from my job. I do a little walking because it's a park called Ada Park that's close to me. I walk up to Ada Park and, you know, I just stretch out. I just air out mind-wise, body-wise, and just stretch out. You know, I get my rest, but sometimes I just cannot lay down all day. I have to get out and just stretch out if it's a presentable day and a pretty, you know, beautiful day to do that. And today happens to be one of those days that I can do that. So I decided to just walk up to Ada Park. I call it my old school park. And and that's where I'm at right now, okay? All right. I don't have a certain subject to talk about. I'm not going to really get in too much on, or, you know, very little about 
what's been going on on my podcast and on my show. But I will, what I will be talking about, I will be making a few announcements that I'm just bringing out of my heart right now. What I, I will want to do, I still have somewhat of an interest, I don't know why, in radio. And many of you that listen to my podcast know I talked about I was going to start a radio show this year. And it's still a possibility that I will. But the show, this radio show would be very different from my podcast show. Because basically it's going to be live and I will have a radio station. And I will have, you know, call-ins and different things like that. And maybe even some old school music, you know. Gospel and secular, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a nice one, but I'm not sure how I'm going to do that as of yet. So I will have a radio show uh, sooner or later, Lord's willing. If I believe that it's the time to really get this going, if I get, you know, in a situation that I just feel that I can get enough listeners or something like that, or sometimes they're not even dependent on that. It's just, I, it's just, I want to put something out there and I just want to get some conversation going on what's going on in life and what's going on in general with the body of Christ the church because all my programs whether it's podcast or radio is going to be bible based let me say that again all my programs is going to be bible based okay and many people don't think that you can have some fun and you can enjoy yourself when you are a Christian. Yes, you can. What I mean as in a Christian, not in worldly things, you still can enjoy yourself. You still can enjoy yourself in, you know, biblical studies. You can even enjoy yourself in group sessions. You can even enjoy yourself in uh, conversations about movies, about different topics, you know, even if it's not pertaining to the Bible. My thing is I always bring it back to a biblical and a Bible perspective period i'm going to do that i'm going to bring bring it back to a biblical and bible perspective period okay so i want to get that out there all right so what's going on today like i say it's a beautiful day everything is going well right now and uh I have a few announcements. That was one of the announcements I wanted to make right there pertaining to, uh, you know, me uh, probably still starting a radio show and everything like that. I'm, I'm still kind of not so much on the fence on it. I'm kind of off the fence. I'm kind of like you would say, hanging on the edge of the fence when it comes to the radio show. Because when I get into something, I really want to be 100% wholeheartedly in it. In it, like I was my podcast, not so much halfway in it, but I want to be wholeheartedly in it when it comes to radio as well, because I want to know the days I wanted to play, because basically I work, and the only way I could really get into uh, the problem that I will have. Oh, my sinuses! There we go. The sinuses act up every time I get to talking. The problem I do have is time. And that's what's been slowing me down, even keeping up on my shows when it comes to uh, connecting the dots, my Bible study show, and this show right here, Body of Christ Real Talk. Now, for me to get a radio show in, I got to have more free time, period. Because my goal is to have full-time ministry. Oh, that air feels good, beautiful air. It feels good. It's to have full-time ministry. That always has been my goal, and I'm not going to let back on that, you know. So, I want to keep that in mind. Now, the events I'd be talking about, you know, basically the uh, uh, delusions and distractions, is people are being bombarded. We, as in the, the, the church and the secular world, has been bombarded with so much stuff that's going on. And some of us, like I like to use the term, are walking with our eyes wide shut. What I mean by that, Joe? I mean that people have things going on around them, even though their eyes are wide open, they don't see it. They don't, they don't, they don't notice it. They're not paying attention or they just don't care. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus said, you hear me, but you're not listening. In a paraphrase way, he was talking about that. People was hearing Jesus, but they wasn't listening to him, the meat, the spiritual sense of what he was saying. And I'm not saying I'm Jesus. No way I'm not I'm saying that. But I'm just putting it in a point when it comes to worldly things and uh, things that's happening around the world. You know, a lot of us, the church, are walking 
with our eyes wide shut. And that's what I mean by that. And I've been really throwing some stuff out there. I've been really trying to uh, bring an awareness to people. And I'm going to find other ways to bring an awareness because I have some cards that I'm going to uh, be putting out. I'm going to be putting out flyers as of, as well on about my show. Now, this is not about me or to get more thousands and thousands of followers to follow me. I'm honestly, and God knows, I want to get awareness out there of what's going on. And I want people to be saved. I want to get the awareness out there of what's going on around the ones that's not paying attention because a lot of people don't know about the things or they're questioning the things that I talk about if they listen to my show or they hear certain things that other men and women talk about on YouTube, social media, Twitter, whatever, Twitter. They have been sold out on a conspiracy theory. Anything that a person has not heard before because they're so... They so they've been so overwhelmed with information from the mainstream media news and other outlets and even certain people that when they when you do when they hear something else they think it's a conspiracy and many people don't even know what a conspiracy is they just wear that word out you know you know they think it just means just fake or whatever like that now conspiracy does not mean nothing fake it just means that it's certain it's a certain term that somebody is looking at I'm going to put it in this way. Some uh, event is happening. The majority follows what that person said that's going to happen. A flying saucer is coming and aliens is, I'm just using this example now. I'm not saying this is happening. And aliens is going to attack and whatever like that, blah, 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 you know, and, and the government or the government got secret spaceships and whatever like that or whatever like that. And people are saying different things like that, but the government is saying that none of that is true. And that's a conspiracy. That just means another person have some type of idea or they have found out. They found Found out something different than what the presenter was saying that it was. So it's a difference in that. Now that's a plain way to put conspiracy. You have, you question it, or you see something different, or what they told you, what that program was about. You found out the real truth, according to the other person that's looking at it. That is something. It's not the real meat. It's not everything that it conscious of to be like the government or a person told you. So they kind of get a conspiracy, conspiratorial thought. They kind of just question it because they have they heard another side or they seen something else, maybe from a whistleblower or whatever like that. So you have a doubt and you question. Another way you, in other words, I like to put it the way you see the other side because usually it's always two sides to something. You have 100% truth, yes, but sometimes a lot of the stuff that's going out now, there's usually two sides. They're not telling you the whole truth, and you know what's really going on. It's an inside agenda with their program. There's an inside agenda with their program. In other words, they're just telling you what they want you to know, not what you need to know or what's really going on. And you have certain people have found that out or kind of have kind of questioned it. So that makes them conspiracy theory, theory kind of thinkers. I ain't talking about the ones that walk around here with the aluminum cone heads and cone hats and stuff like that that really gets out there. I'm talking about somebody, anything that's questioned or somebody found out that, you know, uh, just say Wuhan for for instance. There's a lot of uh, uh, back and forth going on with the Wuhan lab. How did the coronavirus start? There's a lot of talk about that, you know. Uh, and then if you got two ways of looking at that, some believe that it the the story that came out to the public with the mainstream media and these other outlets I talk about is it started from some type of bat or something like that or from Africa. You'd be amazed how many things they blame everything on Africa. Every time a virus comes, it comes from Africa. Wow. But anyway, let me digress, you know, and they said it was from a bat. But you hear the other side, they found out different and they heard different type of whistleblowers say something different. I wind up missing, said it was man-made. So that's the battle going on today. Was it man-made or did it come from a bat? And if it was man-made, why did they make it? 
So here comes the thinkers. Here comes the other side. Here comes the conspiracy thinkers. What they finding out, or what they uh, they have an opinion of what's going on. Now, an opinion can help you, or it can hurt you, because an opinion is not a fact. Let me say that again. An opinion, and I use opinions as well, but I never present it as a fact. It's just an opinion. An opinion <clears throat> is not a fact. You have some conspiracy thinking people, which they gave them that name. They don't really use a lot of opinions. They they think their their point of view is a fact by what they have found out or what somebody have told them or what they have researched themselves. So they believe it as a fact. That's the difference with somewhat of opinion and a fact. Opinion is not a fact. So it can go a lot of ways when you look at the two games like that. I know it sounds kind of kind of confusing what I'm talking about, but this is what the world is today. The lie is the truth, and the truth is a lie, okay? All right. But besides all that, we still have a savior that want to get us out of this confusion. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday Jesus is the truth Jesus speaks the truth there's no lie in God at all no lie God never lies God cannot lie so whatever God speaks through his word is the truth whatever the Bible talks about what happened whether it's good or bad is the truth Unless the Bible says otherwise of a person lying. But even when the Bible talks about a person that's a liar and whatever like that, or a person done a certain thing, that still is the truth. It's not an opinion. It's not a speculation. It's a truth. Or it's, I like to say, it's the truth. You understand what I'm saying? When it comes to the word of God. Now, men lie. Men speculate, speculate, men and women gives, men meaning women as well, gives opinions. If you're a believer, you understand what I'm saying. I ain't talking about the world the way they think now. They make up their own truth and their own lies. But when it comes to the word of God, the Bible does not give opinions. The Bible does not give speculations. Because a person in the Bible might give an opinion or a speculation. The Bible, the truth of that person saying that or having an opinion is still the truth. Not what the person said, but the Bible said the person said that. That is a truth. You understand what I'm saying? So in other words, there's a difference when you're reading a Bible and the Bible is spitting out truth to you. Because all the word of God is truth. All the word of God is inspired by him through the Holy Spirit. So there is truth. Do people lie in the Bible? Yes, people lie in the Bible. But the Bible says people lie in the Bible. So what is that? That is truth. The Bible tells the truth about a person and people lie. People sin. People do good. People do evil. All the Bible is truth. Now when it comes to the world... We are everywhere when it comes to truth and lies and opinions and speculations and conspiracies. So we are everywhere. The Bible don't use conspiracies. The Bible is all truth. The Bible don't have to think about or guess what's going to happen. The Bible knows through the word of God, the scriptures, let me put it that way. Let me start saying the scriptures. The scriptures speaks truth. Prophets spoke things that was going to happen in the future. Does not mean they understood it, but they spoke truth. They can't break it down and give you names and even certain areas for today, but they spoke it. And it came through existence, not because the prophets 
It's because God said this is going to happen in the future, and he used prophets to tell us through his scriptures, through his word, that was going to happen, and that is truth when it comes to the Bible. Others may differ, they, uh, they might uh, uh, disagree, but I want to talk about something. How do we believe the Bible? How do I know the Bible is true? Now, speaking for myself, I like to put myself out there. How do I know the Bible is truth? You think about it. How do I know the Bible is truth? How do I know the Bible, the word of God, the scriptures? Uh, let me get out there. The scriptures is 100% word of God. How do I know that? Have I seen it? Have I seen visions? No. No and no. Have I been told by the Holy Spirit in my ear? No. Have I seen a vision of Jesus or any other prophet? No. Or visions of anybody? No. How do I believe everything in the Bible is true or the Word of God and the Scriptures is true? I believe it one way. By faith. You might say, what? I'm not like, oh, Joe, that's it. That's it. The majority of the Bible for a believer, different than any other type of book or some other type of faith, you believe the word of God by faith. The majority of us believe the word of God. You have people talking about they seen a vision and God told them this was going to happen. 100% of the time, that's a lie. They are hearing from some other spirit. It ain't the word of God because God's plan is all spilt out. Through the Apostle Paul's teachers, Romans to Philemon, his plan is all spilled out in his world. There's no new visions, new visions. There's no new revelations today. God ain't telling you what type of clothes to wear. God is not telling you what type of school to go to. He gives you the ability to do that yourselves. He gives you an option to know what to look for, but he's not telling you to do this. He's not telling you to go to the school. He's not telling you to tell nobody else what's going to happen in their life. No, that's of the enemy. That's of Satan. Satan is a counterfeiter. It's not of God. God does not use prophets today. Does not use prophets today. Through English, plain language, or through tongues that some people say he used, speaking in tongues. God does not use those type of gifts today. We are in a different dispensation. We are in a different administration. Therefore, God, what you're going to get out of God's word is through the scriptures. No revelations. He's not talking in your ear. He talks through your spirit, through his word. It will line up with what the scriptures said. Not because it's a new revelation. His scriptures are already saying that. He ain't gave you no new revelation. His word already said that. If you're speaking something out of the scriptures that God told you that, no, God has not told you that. It's in his word anyway. You could use it in that way and just line it up with what the word of God is saying, but don't stop telling everybody that. So what the majority of the Bible, we believe by faith. We believe by faith. Anybody that wants to be saved today and become a Christian, part of the body of Christ, is getting saved by what? faith, not your works, not what you do, not what you confess, not how many tears you shed, not because your dad is saved, not because your mom is saved, not because your brother is saved, not because your church you go to, how much tithes you pay, get baptized in water, and all that other stuff. That does not get you saved. It's your belief. Belief is faith. Faith is trust. We walk by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. I almost messed up. Israel walked by sight with signs and wonders. Their faith came with the works. They had conditional faith. They had to do certain things. They had to follow the law. They had to follow the law and the kingdom program. They had, they have to endure. So therefore, if they did not endure, they can lose their salvation. We can't lose our salvation today under the grace program. God gave it to us free. He's not an Indian giver because you mess up, you take it back. You know why? Because he washed all sins away over 2,000 years ago through his son, Jesus Christ.
the second of the Godhead. So the sin problem has already been dealt with. Okay, the sin problem has already been dealt with. All you have to do is believe it by what? By faith. Nothing you have to say. I mean, well, you could say it or you could just believe it. Could a person get saved without saying it if they just believe it? Yes, they can. Why? Because God knows the true intent of your heart. And I don't mean a physical heart. I mean that man, that, that inner within you. The Holy Spirit knows when a person really means, really is believing. So it's not so much that you have to say it out loud. That's okay. It doesn't matter if you say it in the corner or in your back room. That's okay too. But what about you just believe it and you don't know how to say it and God knows your heart. He knows in your heart you believe Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again, and you want to be saved based on that. Would that person go to hell and be lost because they just did not say it or would they still be saved because they believed it? They will be saved because they believed it. It's, it's because now you have some people might say different. I disagree, and they disagree with me. It's okay. You have some grace teachers that might say you have to really talk and you really have to say it. If that's the case, that becomes a works. That means, you know, what about the mute people that can't speak, that can't talk? What about the deaf people? What about the handicapped, whatever like that, or the people that's in a coma can't move? So it's not about you saying it. It's okay. That's a good thing. If you can, if you want to trust God that way, you can say it out loud and holler. That's okay. If you want to say it quietly in your room and you still believe it, that's okay. If you're saying it when you cannot speak, that's okay. Now, what about the ones that's Never had the chance, and they wind up like my dad, wind up with dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever like that, and they seem like they just cannot get that thought together. That's between them and God. I don't have an answer to that. And they never got saved before they got dementia. They never got saved before they got Alzheimer's and they pass away. I have no idea if they're saved or not or how did God work that out. Some of the secret things, like Deuteronomy 29 and 29 says, God, the secret things belongs to God, something like that. That means God does not reveal everything to us. The basis of being saved today through the teachings of the Apostle Paul is believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, I believe my dad is saved. No doubt, I believe my dad is saved, but I don't have no proof. I don't have no proof. I believe... Uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ that I have met personally are saved, but I don't is saved, but I don't have no proof. I believe and I know I'm saved. Based on what, Joe? Based on what the Bible says, how to be saved, according to First Corinthians fifteen one to four. Okay, not Acts two and thirty eight. That's not the salvation for today. Not Acts 2 and 38, like a lot of churches still preach. The way to be saved today is 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. You believe it by faith. Acts 2 and 38 is a works. You have to repent. You have to repent. You have to repent. See? Now, what do they have to repent? Well, yeah, they have to repent for the remission of their sins under that program. But usually repent means changing your mind, period. But they had to get their sins today. They had to do sacrifices to get their sins cleansed. They had to be sacrifices. They had to do different type of sacrifices under the law. Now speaking to Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke, and John going away all the way through the book of Acts until you get to about 9 and 13 so on because um, the book of Acts is a transitional book is transition transitioning from the kingdom of heaven program to the God with the 12 apostles to the gospel of the grace of God program under the apostle Paul the apostle for the Gentiles okay anything before Acts 9 is the kingdom program you have you are under the law let me say that again listen to this clear 
believers. So we can tell others if you are saved. You can tell others. Anything before Acts 9 for salvation is under the kingdom program. Anything after Acts 9 building up through Acts 13, 15 because it started changing. Not right away, but transitionally, you're going into the grace program. You're not under the law. Anything before Acts 9, you are under the law. Let me say this one more time. This is very important. The book of Acts is a transitional book from the kingdom program under the 12 disciples and 12 apostles, Jesus' earthly ministry. Acts 9 starts with the grace program under the apostle Paul and the other new apostles following that. There was others like Cyrus and other different apostles. But let's just talk about the apostle Paul and God revealed the gospel to the Gentiles too. The apostle Paul, you're not under the law anymore. Oh, you never were. The Gentiles never was under the law, period. But you're not under the law. You're under God's grace. That's the confusion of the two programs. That's the confusion of the two Gospels. That's, just, that's the confusion of today. Now, was I, I wasn't even planning on talking about this. But I just, you know, I believe that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, just, you know, in my spirit, leads me to talk about certain things when I'm just freestyling. Brother, it's connecting the dots. I know what I'm going to talk about connecting the dots because that's a Bible study program. But when it comes to body of Christ, real talk, I freestyle a lot. And I never know what's going to come out. I just let the Spirit of God just leave me or I just go back some of the knowledge or some of the opinions that I just go from there when I'm doing certain things. But let me digress. Matthew, Matthew Mark, Luke, and John. The book of Acts all the way to Acts 9 that started after the stoning of Stephen and Acts 7. Acts 9, there's a trans transition going to take place all through the book of Acts. From Acts 1 all the way. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Let's say to Acts 9, then you got a gap. You hear mostly Peter and the others, maybe Peter and James, but mostly Peter doing the teaching of the gospel of the kingdom program. If you pay attention to that, you will see that. You will notice that. Okay? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John basically is Jesus teaching. He's doing signs and wonders and miracles. That was for the earthly Jewish kingdom program. The law. Signs and wonders. Okay? When he handed a mantle, and I say this many times, but I wanted to get in your head so it get in your heart. When he handed a mantle to the disciples, when they, then later they became apostles, the 12 apostles, the, usually the leaders of those 12 apostles, uh, when you read the Bible, is usually Peter, James, and John. It kind of reverses a little bit, and I think James took a stronger role, but I don't know for sure. You have other teachers and grace teachers that believe that I don't know. I don't dispute that because I don't know, but it seems that way. So, But the, the pillars and the leaders of the rest of the nine, that's why you don't hear too much about the rest of the nine, you know, unless you read the book of Matthew and, a, and the four Gospels and the book of John and Luke. But Luke wasn't an apostle. Remember that Luke was not an apostle. Luke was a follower of Paul. So I believe Luke got a lot of his information from different followers or whatever like that. You know, Luke was a follower. So he, he's more like a doctor, but he's also a writer. So Luke was not an apostle. Okay. 
<clears throat> Mark was also, Mark was not an apostle either. So Luke and Mark was not apostles when it comes to the four gospels. John was an apostle. Matthew was an apostle. Mark and Luke was not apostles. They got their information from Peter and Paul and different things like that, etc. Okay. I know I'm going everywhere with this. I'm trying to make it as plain as I can so you can know. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was basically Jesus teaching the kingdom of heaven, mainly in the book of Matthew, because Matthew was him being as king. So he mostly dealt with the king of heaven. And he, it's been quoted over 33 or something times in the book of Matthew, talking about the kingdom of heaven. I counted it myself. I heard others say it, but it's nothing like counting it yourself. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the book of Acts, all the way up to Acts 9, when the change come, is the kingdom program. It's mostly Peter and the 12, and the re Peter and the rest of the, uh, the 11, teaching the kingdom's program and the kingdom's sound doctrine and the kingdom's, the apostles' creed, what the Bible calls the apostles' teaching, the teachings of the apostles, the apostles' creed. The change comes in Acts 9, when Paul was converted. Now, Paul did not start right away going to the Gentiles. He was going to the Jews to just let them know that Jesus is their king. Jesus is their Messiah. They had to believe that first before they believed in the death, burial, resurrection. Remember, Paul got revelation slowly but surely. It took years over 20-something to close to 30 years of ministry, something like that. God through the Holy Spirit, was revealing things, revealing things to the Apostle Paul. So that's why Paul's teaching started changing, and he started revealing more things. When you get to the uh, his epistles, Romans through Philemon, Galatians, 1 Thessalonians, and Romans, and all that, and 1 and 2 Corinthians, there are the earlier teachings of Paul. The more advanced teaching of Paul's, like Ephesians, Colossians, and First and Second Timothy, and Philippians, and there, the more they call those the prison letters. When Paul was in prison, he was more worded. He was more things was more revealed to him. That's why you had signs and wonders happening early in Paul's ministry, and they wasn't happening, and later in Paul's ministry because things was changing. I know this sounds confusing, but this is the Bible. This is the Bible. Why I'm saying all this, why I'm saying all this, you know, because I want everybody to understand Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's not the gospel that we're supposed to be going by today. Now, we could take a lot of principles from that, of course, but Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the early book of Acts, all the way up to Acts 9, is the kingdom program. It's mostly Jesus done Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He handed over to the apostles when he, that's why the book of Luke, ends with Jesus ascending. The book of Acts opens up with a Jesus ascending. Luke wrote the book of Acts. Luke wrote the book of Luke, and Luke wrote the book of Acts. So it continues from the book of Luke. It's a continuation from the book of Luke to the book of Acts of Jesus ascending, and etc., and etc., like that. Okay? Luke is really not mentioned or anywhere around until you just start seeing certain verses of we, 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 about in Acts 16. But that's the that's the connecting that's teaching. I don't want to confuse you no more. That's some deep stuff. So I don't want the unsaved to get confused or the ones that's not never accepted Christ or whatever like that. But what I want you to understand, the book of Acts 1 all the way to the book of Acts 9 is the kingdom of heaven program. You were under the law. So you was under, the, not you, but the law was in place for Israel and proselytes, but mainly Israel. Everything was under the law, conditional, under the Canaan program until you get after, after Acts 9 and then the law start going away because God is bringing a different program to the Gentiles that they don't have to be under the law. So therefore, if you're following anything, before Acts 9 in your church, 
I don't care what it is. It could be beginning of Acts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You're putting yourself under the kingdom programs. It's just like you're putting yourself under a curse, just like the book of Galatians talk about. You're putting yourself under Israel's program. That's why a lot of these things that's happened then is not happening in your life. Contrary to what people say, it's not God's fault. It's your fault because you've been taught that way. You're in the wrong program. That's what I'm telling you. You're in the wrong program. Okay? All right. That's a little Bible study for today. I do a little Bible study on connecting the dots, so I try to make it plain to everybody. It's more deeper teaching on that about the two Gospels. The majority of the churches teaching out of the kingdom gospel, Israel's program, the kingdom of heaven program. They're talking about building the kingdom and doing things like that, you know. I understand it. I get the metaphor like that. And some of them really believe that because they was taught that way. They can't say they got it all out of the Bible themselves. They was taught that way. Like I was taught that way. Like you was taught that way. We got the majority of our teaching from a teacher or a pastor telling us what this, what this verse meant. If you're honest with yourself, you know that. That's why you got all these denominations. They all mostly, often, mostly think the same way. Not because they see it in the Bible. They just interpret the Bible this way because that's what that denominational creed or tradition told them that was being said in the Word of God. Period. I think about this sometimes. What if I just read the Bible and let the Holy Spirit humbly teach me what was good, really the Bible was saying without any denominational teaching I know I'm far-fetching this without any pastor because I know the Bible said we need teachers but I'm just saying what if I was just reading the Bible somebody just said read this Bible and just believe it yes I would be ignorant of a lot of things but just just say for instance the Holy Spirit was just leading me and I was submissive to that what the Bible was really saying Where will I be today without a traditional type of teaching? I never heard of a denominational. No, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just using this as an example. I've never been to a denominational church. I never heard of traditional denominational teaching. But I said, God, I'm going to trust you. Please teach me your word of what you are really saying. I never really heard of denominations way of teaching. I heard of them, but I was never taught. I was never brought up in the Church of God and Christ. Yeah, I was. I'm just using this as a, uh, a far-fetched example of knowing what the Bible's really saying. Would I be so confused today? That's something to think about. Think about it with yourself. Would you be so confused today if you never got that traditional teachings from your church, even though a lot of them very well, very well. And they have some good teaching as well. Don't get me wrong. They have some good teaching. But the traditions from their forefathers and their church leaders bombarded what the word of God is really saying. And it's led by Satan. All of this is led by Satan. No doubt. All of this is led by Satan. How far would I have been if that ever happened to me? If I was just locked up somewhere and all I had was the word of God, the word of God and the Holy Spirit teaching me. I'm not saying that what would have happened because I have no idea. I'm just using it. I'm just using it. Now, God used people in old and the time past in that way. There was no Bible. There was nothing written down as of yet from the prophets and stuff like that. They had to believe by faith. Most of them did not see God. They just believed it. And they obeyed it. You understand what I'm saying? That's almost close to impossible today for man to see it because man has so much pride. They have so much technology now. We have so many resources now. But I'm talking about back then. What if, you know, those prophets moved by faith? They moved, they believed God. They didn't have the Bible. They didn't have the scriptures. The written word was written slowly but surely later. They didn't have the scriptures, so they had to go by faith. The same that we have to do today, even though with all our resources, we have to believe the word of God by faith because we're not into the science. We're not in the science and wonders and miraculous miracles and under the law program like Israel.
contrary to what people say. We're not. We're not. Okay? How far would I go? I believe I might be more stronger and I wouldn't be easily bamboozled by denominational teaching. The bad teaching, not the good, because I don't got a good teaching, a bad teaching anyway. If I let the Holy Spirit teach you, no doubt, I would be more advanced in the Word of God years ago. Okay? Hmm, that's something to think about. That's something to think about. So a lot of confusion with the church today. <clears throat> and the body of Christ and church goers is those gospels. The majority of the church preach the kingdom gospel. They preach out of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the Old Testament. You know that. I'm not saying they don't teach out of Paul's teachings, but they put them all together. They think Peter and Paul taught the same thing, so they put it all together in a bucket. And just like Les Felder said one time, they make it like a gumbo. And they wonder why people throwing up and they're confused. Because oil and water don't mix. And that's how the Gospels is. Oil and water don't mix. They're not going to come to fruition if it's not for you, for that program or the dispensation today. Oil and water don't mix. So the kingdom gospel, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus' earthly ministry, and the gospel of the grace of God, Jesus' heavenly ministry. Did I say that twice? The gospel of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus' earthly ministry, which is for Israel, the Jews, and the gospel of the grace of God. Under the Apostle Paul, Jesus' heavenly program, when he ascended up to heaven, you have an earthly and a heavenly program. It's not the same gospel. One is for the Jews and one is for the Gentiles. The Jews are under the covenants. The Jews have the promises. The Jews have to believe in their Messiah as king. The gospel of the grace of God, we are not under no covenant. Only our promises is in the future in the heavenly places. We don't have signs and wonders. We're not under the tithing program. That was for the Levitical priests and people like that. We're not under the tithing programs and signs and wonders and stuff like that. We don't have to be baptized in water. We get baptized in Christ. There's many type of baptisms. We don't have to get baptized in water. That was for the, the that was for the Jews Jews of being future priests of being baptized in water. So all those programs that's mostly used in churches today, they're under the Israel program. But they believe that they're not under the law. But you can't have both. You can't have it both ways. You can't mix the gospel of the grace of God and the gospel of the kingdom of heaven together. That brings confusion. Satan done a masterful, pl a masterful plan on that. That brings a lot of confusion. That brings a lot of confusion. You understand what I'm saying? Majority of the people is not going to accept this because tradition is like it's like a stronghold. It's hard to get out of traditions. I know it. Thank God I kept searching because I found I knew something was wrong. Most things they said was happening in my supposed to happen in my life wasn't happening at all. It was like it was just happening for the ones that said it's supposed to happen. The wealth, the riches, and the miracles. Mostly the small people in the congregation, it did not help. They still have people dying, babies still dying, people still getting sick, people still losing their job, Christians still being homeless. Something wasn't right with that, but they were getting wealthier. I don't, you can't ignore that. Some people still are delusional when it comes to that, and I'm going to talk about that in delusions and distractions. I'm going to get deeply into that. Because the church has been delusion in that area as well. I'm going to get into religions and somewhat different faiths. And that's going to bother some people. You know, but hey, I'm the man of God. God is using me, you know, and I want to get the truth out to people. What's really going on? Some of you already know it, but you're scared to speak up. You're scared to walk out to church. You're scared to question your pastor, whether it's a male or female. You're scared to question them. Okay, you believe what your pastor say over what the scripture says. Say, no, I don't. Yes, you do. Because you know a lot of things that your pastor is teaching you doesn't line up with what God's word says. 
I don't know what version of Bible you have, but it's not going to line up with what God's word said because the majority of the time they're teaching the kingdom of heaven program and those things are not happening in your life. I don't care what nobody said this happened because I done this. I prayed five times and done a flip and walked on my hands and this stopped moving in my life. You know, my baby was resurrected and everything. First of all, you I say this a lot of times. When people get healed, they call it a miracle. Healing and a miracle is not the same. Healing and a miracle is not the same. You got unsaved people that get healed today. Fast. You got some unsaved people that get healed today. And then you got some saved people that don't. Healing and miracles are not the same. Okay? Healing is happening in a lot of places. Healing is happening for the good and the evil. Dying happens to the good and the evil. Dying happens to the saved and unsaved. In this program, under this dispensation, you know that's true. You had close people that was Christians that died. Some died tragically. Got shot, drowned, stabbed, very sick, different ways. The same as the unsaved. They prayed every day. They really, truly believed God and still died. You know that's true. And that killed a lot of people's faith. Why? Because they had their faith in the wrong program. It wasn't God's fault. They stopped blaming God. And saying, God, why you didn't do this? God never promised he was going to do this, do that under this program. He never did. That was the kingdom program. Signs, miracles, people getting raised from the dead. And everybody can get raised from the dead, even in the kingdom program. And the majority of the miracles was done by, you know, besides Jesus, was done by the disciples and a few other ones. You have Philip done a few miracles. You have Stephen done a few miracles and stuff like that. But the majority of the miracles is from the top apostles. Peter, James, John, and, you know, mainly from them. You didn't hear much from the other apostles, but that was part of the apostles. Signs, wonders, etc., and stuff like that. They had to distribute everything among themselves. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. They have to be very faithful. If they wasn't very faithful, it's a chance they would get struck down and die. Look at Acts 5, what happened to Ananias and his wife Sapphira when they lied to the Holy Spirit. God struck them dead. That was under the, the, uh, the kingdom program. The kingdom program was very strict. If that was the case, a lot of people would be dying today because they lie to God every day. They lie on their tithes. They lie on offerings every day. And they're still alive. So you know something is not right. Thank God they're still alive because if they was under the kingdom program, they'd be wiped out. You follow what I'm saying? I know I went a long way with this. This is just free talk. This is not even a topic, what I was going to talk about. I'm just talking today, okay? All right. Love you all. God bless you all. I'm just enjoying this day. I hope you got something out of that little teaching today. But when the Holy Spirit leads me through my spirit to talk about something, that's what I talk about. That's what my appetite is for. That's what my passion is for. The Word of God. I don't know everything, but I know the basics. I know the basics. Okay? I'm not a theologian. I'm not, I don't have a doctorate or none of that. You don't need that when you, when you learn how to write and divide God's word. You don't need none of those pedigrees and none of that and all those stuff. That don't mean nothing. 
because usually those teachings is a traditional denominational teaching anyway of theology. Okay? I'm going to leave you with this. There's a lot of things going on. That's, that's makes me kind of in a damper, even myself. And there's really a lot of darkness that's going on. What must we do? And you do. And others do. First of all, and I'm talking to myself, we must pray fervently. Praying fervently means praying, praying and believing. I'm not saying you don't have to pray. You can pray all night. You can. But I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we just need to pray and we need to believe. We need to know how to pray. What do you mean by knowing how to pray? Stop praying for things that happen in the kingdom program. Now, God can do anything now, but stop praying for things that happen in the kingdom program. For signs and wonders and miracles. Because you're going to get disappointed when it doesn't come through. And the majority of the time, it's not going to come through because you're praying the wrong prayer. I'm letting you know this in advance. Sometimes your prayer is tore up. Your prayer is out of track, okay? You cannot speak about something happening in your life if, let me, let me, that's the best way I say that. You cannot, you go to the store and take a product back that was out of stock and out of you know, what they call that, that was out of stock and out of circulation five years ago and expect to get a refund on that product. They will look at you like you're crazy because that product is not in circulation. That product went out of style. Okay? You cannot buy a part for a car. You cannot have an old alternator and put that old alternator in a new car for the day. I'm just throwing analogies out there and expect it to work. It's not going to work because it's out of style. It's not in program no more, okay? You, 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 you follow what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? There are certain laws, and I spoke on this before also in Connecting to the Docs. Connecting the Docs. There are certain laws in the United States. It depends what city and what state you live in. That is not for you today because this is a different law now. That's a different program has been changed. They do a lot of changing of the law, you know, when it doesn't benefit them, especially politicians. It's not in play no more. You cannot use that program or it's been postponed. I finally said that right, postponed. <laughs> or it's been postponed. Therefore, you cannot use it. Because that contract is no good. That program is no good. You can't be married and just think you can run back and go to back to your old wife and she's been remarried and say you're still my wife if they've done it according to man's lawful way. And said, this is my wife now, even though you went through the divorce and everything like that. You can't go back and take her back because she is not yours no more according to the law. She's in a new program. She's in a new relationship. My point is, I know I, I throw out a lot of <laughs> crazy analogies, but that's me. You know, it's the same with salvation. It's the same with the word of God. It's the same with dispensations. It's the same with the scriptures. You cannot use what was always for Israel and bring it in the program for today. First of all, Israel's program was never for you and I, the Gentiles. Let me say that again. Israel's program was never for the you and I, which are Gentiles. We was never under a covenant. We was never under the promises. We was never promised signs, miracles, and wonders. We was never told to be baptized in water or repent of our sins or repent, period. We was never told to pay tithing. If that was the case, a lot of people messing up on that because tithing is about 33%, and most tithes are sometimes paid every year. But that's another teaching. 
that was never for the grace, the grace program. That was always under the Levitical priest, the kingdom program, the law program. You understand what I'm saying? But people still teach that. I can see it in Facebook and all. They still teach that. And they were 100% saying, God, working in my life when I paid this, paid that, and paid that. God is not going to go back and to appease you because you just want to take Israel's program and just demand it on yourself for God to do this. Now, a lot of people do it out of ignorance, but God is still not going to move like that. Because if he do it for you, he got to do it for the other persons. He got to apologize that people that lost their homes. He got to apologize that people that lost their kids and their family, lost their husbands and their wives, lost their, lost their houses and lost their cars. He will have to apologize to them if he just break his promise and do that for you. He can't just take some of Israel's program and do it for you because of your super faith, because you think you're in the right program, and you're too stubborn to listen to any other type of teaching, because you caught up in the denominational teaching. Okay? I know this stings. I know you want to say ouch. You should say ouch. But that's what's going on. Why some things is happening for some, but it's not happening for others. Why some things, so-called miracles, blessings, prosperity happening for some and not happening for others. That has the same type of faith, the same type of belief. Is it God or is it you? You need to check what program you're in. Why people always talk about blessings of tithing and never talk about the cursing. They talk about the cursing when it comes to somebody else that's not paying their tithes. They scare, use a scare tactic to bring up the book of Malachi and start making you feel guilty or trying to get you to feel guilty of the book of Malachi because they don't understand Malachi. They don't really want to understand it because they was told by their traditional denominational teachers that's what Malachi meant and it does not because it's not about us. It's about the Levite priests in Israel. Some of the stuff you never heard before, but this is what's going on in the church today. This is what's going on in the church today. And there's a lot of that on Facebook and YouTube, that type of teaching. People are being deceived. And who's the master planner that's doing this? Satan. He got you on the his he's got you on the string. And you were good man because I say that. You are you will swear down. That what you're talking about is true and God talked to you. Okay. You can believe that. I'm not going to argue with it about it. But I'm just going about what the scriptures just said. That's on you. But people are being deceived. People are going to follow you because of what you teach. And you are responsible, whether you accept it or not, of what you teach somebody. And what's happening to you, whether it's somewhat prosperity or whatever, and it's not happening with them, they are going to question you. You, They do that in business. When they start real estate businesses, when they start credit repair businesses, when they start all type of business, life insurance, they get the pitch to how much money you can make. Not so much how good the insurance is or the, the investment is, but how much money you can make. Because they was taught that from this guru. And many, I went to many gurus and I drunk a lot of that Kool-Aid. Just like I drunk a lot of Kool-Aid of being taught the wrong way about the Bible, about the scriptures. And you follow that, and you follow that, but you never made even as close as what they made. Now, some have, but they took almost their life savings just to do that. But the majority of the people don't make it in pyramid schemes. They don't make it in real estate investments. They don't make big money in life insurance. The majority of the people does not do that, does not make like the gurus or the teachers do. I'm not saying a lot of them don't do it legitimately, but most of them does not. They sell their books on how to do it. They sell their programs on how to do it. But it doesn't, majority of the time, it's not going to happen for the little man because it's unrealistic. That's the same with the Bible. You're teaching people about a program that is not for us today. And you expect God to move in for the work for everybody in your life. So people are getting deceptive. So they run away from God. They don't trust God. They don't believe God. They hear so much stuff. They don't want to have nothing to do about the church. And you are responsible for that because you taught them that. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because I know I'm getting under people's skin. But that's, 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 
That's what I do. This is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. Topic with no topic today. I'm just talking. I'm just going to name it this since I got more into the Word of God. Just some quick Bible topic. Quick Bible note. I'm going to just call it that, okay? God bless you all. Let me put my other glasses on. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Where I put my glasses at? <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. All right, it's kind of sun right here. I can't see what I'm doing. So I need to get in the dark spot. Again, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I was talking away from the microphone, so you probably didn't even hear I was singing Mr. Rogers. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, B-O-C-R-T, Real Talk, Body of Christ, Real Talk, W-1964. Truth time is today. Salvation is today. Get in the right program. Get in the right gospel. There's only one way to be saved today. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. If you got a Bible, read it yourself. Believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Believe it and receive it and you will be saved. Not the Acts 2.38. That's not the way to be saved. Not John 3.16. A good principle, but not the way to be saved. Remember, that was the Israel program. We have to believe who Jesus was. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4 is the way to be saved today. Believe me. You must place your faith in that to be saved today. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Love y'all. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.